Hi everyone, this is Fernando from Moonspell. This is Missy Avila from Your Chance to Die. Hail and kill everybody, this is Ross the Boss from New York City. This is Heather Michelle from Grave Shadow. Hey, this is Paul Mazurkowitz, the drummer from Cannibal Corpse, and you are listening to The Great Metal Debate. All right, Great Metal Debate fans, this is Brian, and I'm here tonight on the bus with one Mr. Reed Mullen of Corrosion of Conformity, and I just saw their set. It was an awesome set, man. All right, so now you guys just got back from overseas. Tell me a little bit about that. You know? Yes, sir. Yeah, we were over in, uh, uh, we did a show in Manchester, uh, London, and then we went to Ireland and did uh, Dublin, and then we did Northern Ireland and right. did Belfast. So we just got back to the good old America, like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> like three days ago or something, and we just started this tour Cool. Yeah. that you're at right now, the mm-hmm. COC Clutch Lamb of God thing. We just started it last night in uh, New Orleans. Right, right. It's second date, for. right? Yeah, tonight's the second date. Cool. You know? Cool. Now, um, you're, you're kind of starting the new leg of this tour. You know, what do you, what do you expect from this tour? I mean, how, you know, are, how long are you on the road with them? We're on a pretty good spell. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I think like six, seven weeks, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've known the Clutch guys for a long time. We've toured with them. Right, right. They lot. were they were some of your first, or you were with some of their first shows, correct? I think they, I think they, the way they tell it is they played maybe their second show ever, opening up for us in Baltimore or somewhere. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of cool. Now you've got quite a diverse set of fans that come to this show. I mean, fans from Corrosion, fans from Clutch, Clutch. and fans from Lamb. Yeah. I mean. You know, I mean, are you guys are you guys seeing younger fans uh, at the shows? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, uh, because you know, with COC and Clutch, maybe the, maybe the, the like you said, the crowd is a little different. Maybe a little older. Right. Maybe uh, more beards. Maybe more beer bellies. <laughs> so this is cool. I mean, we get to play to a, a bunch of folks uh, who hadn't seen COC before. Right. Like, actually, Pepper tonight asked the question, how many of you guys have seen us before? Right. Yeah. And maybe it was a quarter of the audience. You know, it was a whole hell of a lot. So that's good for us. We get to, you know, right. Right. introduce fans to, to cock, COC. Right. Now, um, from from the set list you guys have been doing, this looks like a fan tour, if you will. I mean... Uh, did, did you design it that way? I mean, you've got a lot of the fan favorites in your in your set list, and, and I noticed you changed it from when you were headlining in Ireland and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, it, we we feel very fortunate that we got this tour in the first place. It's sure. a great tour. So, I mean, I mean, shit, I'd pay to see this goddamn tour no. if I wasn't on. It's a yeah, great yeah. lineup. So, uh, but you know, we got 40 minutes, which is, I mean, we're lucky to get that. Most opening bands would get 30, mm-hmm. but Clutch and the Lamb have been super cool to us. So. We got to cram a lot of fan favorites in there for sure. Now, I, as I many think, as we can without going over, you know. I, I think I read where you guys learned twenty-something songs for this tour. How do you decide what goes into which show? Uh, we, we mix it around some, uh, somewhat, not as much as Clutch do. Clutch, Clutch mess with their 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 set list almost every night. I don't oh, know yeah. how the hell they do it. It's great. Yeah. But uh, we basically establish groups of. Different uh, songs uh-huh. that go together, like uh, three or four songs. Right. And uh, usually they're in the similar tuning. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, yeah, we like to have peaks and valleys on this on this tour. There's not as much of that. It's more just straightforward. You nice. know what I mean? But yeah, uh, on the headline thing, we were you know we were lucky because we got to 
play for an hour and a half or whatever. Right. But. Now, you guys are kind of coming back into it, touring and and, and, and playing together again. Yeah. What, what's some highlight? What, what's a highlight from playing together again? Dude, I think every single night is a fucking highlight, dude. I'm, I'm, I feel blessed we're doing this shit again. It's great. Yeah, I mean, and you do it well, man. You oh, kicked thanks. ass tonight. Oh, Definitely. thanks, man. Definitely. It, was, it was a blast. Yeah. Now, um, I read in a recent interview that you plan on writing while you're on this tour. Uh, have you done that before, and how's that going to no, work touring? No, no, no. no. We, I, we haven't really done it before, other than maybe writing riffs on an acoustic guitar. But right. what we're going to try and do is set up a some kind of recording thing in the back there and, uh-huh. and, and do it that way because... Um, we're do, like I said, we're doing this for seven weeks. We just got this deal with Nuclear Blast, so we need to get yeah. humping on that damn thing. We want to get this thing rolling. So when you come off the road, will you have music ready to record? Uh, I think so. Well, I think we'll have it ready to record in the, maybe like a demo sense, uh, and then hopefully get in back with John Custer, the guy who's produced all our records since the Blind album. Right. Get, uh, get in with him hopefully a month or two after this tour. Now you guys are planning on recording in Louisiana. Did I read that right? There's a good studio there. I think Kansas did Leftoverture there or something. Nice. Yeah, in Bogalusa, uh, uh, Louisiana. It's a, it's yeah. a badass studio. It's not just Kansas. Right. But a lot of big bands. And it supposedly sounds fantastic. It's an old school, Neve console, uh, analog kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if I want to record the drums there or right. not. I've yeah. heard, obviously heard some Phil Yard from Kansas is a great drummer, but... I. Uh, I'm friends with the guy from the Foo Fighters, and he's got a badass studio in Northridge, California. Uh, yeah. And he let us record out there, so I might do the drums there. I don't know. Nice. That, I mean, it seems like it would be difficult to write on the road. I mean, what what are your thoughts on that? Well, it, it is. I th- well, I don't, I've never done it before, so we'll find out. But uh, okay. But uh, uh, I. I, I you know, I, I think we're so uh, amped on this whole idea that I, I think it's gonna a lot of. A lot of stuff is going to start spewing out of us. Yeah, well, a lot right. of good riffage, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, your, your heart's in. It's been a while, right? Uh, it's been a while, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're yeah, we're super motivated, and, and we're all getting along real good together. And Excellent. Uh, going now, well. you guys started in 1982. Yep. Uh, what, what's the biggest difference you've seen in the industry since 1982? Well, for us, it's almost con- kind of come full circle when we, when we first started in 82. Uh, the kind of music we were playing didn't lend itself to ever making much money. It was right. punk stuff, and the biggest band in the world, the biggest couple bands in the world to us were the Dead Kennedys or Black Flag or something like that. Right. And they didn't make a whole hell of a lot of money. No. Um, and then since then, we saw the development of all the, you know that pop punk stuff where all those bands were making millions and millions of dollars. Sure. And a lot of metal bands, like harder metal bands, were getting big too. Uh-huh. And because uh, when we were first starting, it was thrash. Metal bands. Right. Well, you know the the industry's at the point now where, and everybody knows as well, people can get music for free. So yeah. the way we make music now is touring, right. and that's the way it was in 1982. The uh-huh. way we made money was selling T-shirts. Right. We were, we we're blessed that we have a super cool logo, that skull mm-hmm. thing. Oh hell yeah! So we sold, you know, millions. Saw that on your yeah. drum heads. Yeah, right? yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. And um, so uh, we were blessed by that. But we, like I said, it's come. Kind of come full circle for us, and now that we're, we're we're back to where it's like 
you got to get back and just tour and sell T-shirts, and mm-hmm. because you can't make money selling albums because right. people don't buy albums anymore. They, they absolutely they might not. buy vinyl here and there, right? But, but that's about it. And you know that's unique in that you say that is because most of the bands we interview talk about the difference is, uh, you know, getting your music out there, the the digital people being able to download and can't you can't make money doing it. Yeah. But you guys have, have talked about making the money as you started with the T-shirts and the touring. I mean, yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, so like, you're a little older now. What's what's the party side of it like with with the touring? Is it still similar? <laughs> yeah, I'm putting, can, you on, I'm can, putting you on the spot. No, dude. no, no, not at all. It can be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it takes you it takes you a little bit longer to a little bit longer to get up and ready in the morning sometimes. But sure. you know, we're we're. Uh, you were professionals. <laughs> there you go. We know what we're doing. Excellent. So, and we've done it for a while. Excellent. Um, now, uh, our podcast basic is basically about um, you know '80s metal versus new metal. Right. Where, where, where do you guys kind of fit in that range? Where would you put yourself if you had to if you had to label to yourself? What would you do? Well, you know, when we were doing the punk stuff, we were also uh, in in uh, what they call a crossover right. punk and thrash metal. Right. So we played with a lot of bands like Slayer and stuff like mm-hmm. that. As a matter of fact, on the Hell Awaits album, you see Jeff Hanneman wearing one of our T-shirts. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I certainly wouldn't put us with new metal. I right. mean, uh, we're like a, a different kind of brand of more that. Some people call us stonery or swampy or yeah. doomy here and there, but I wouldn't call us new metal by any stretch of the imagination. I, I, I don't know. Now, you know, that's interesting. I, I spoke to a fan before the show, a, a guy from Memphis, and he describes you as sort of a Louisiana metal that kind of sticks to you. Do you oh, think yeah. that's an accurate assessment of your music? I mean, uh, no, only well to a certain extent, only because Pepper's from Louisiana. There, there you go. But yeah. uh, no, uh, we're, most of us from North Carolina, so North Carolina slash. No, I guess yeah, that's that's a good interpretation. Now, you know, he mentioned you with bands like Down and Crowbar, right. and you know, I mean, do you put yourself in that category or? Like I said, to only to a certain extent because Pepper plays in Down. Sure. And and Kirk from Crowbar used to be in Down. I don't, right. I don't know. You know. So I mean, it doesn't I mean, sound like you know. you're interested in in genres and defining. I mean, is that well, we're in correction and conformity, aren't we? There you go. Yeah, there, there you go, go, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, so um, it's been a blessing and a curse. Do you guys still have the Technocracy tour bus, man? No, I wish, man. Uh, that was my van. My uh, my dad uh, bought that for me and well for all of us. Right. In '83 or something, uh-huh. it was a Ford Econoline 150. It was a death trap. I can't believe we survived that whole <laughs> shit. That That's thing was crazy. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, and not only was it a Ford Econoline 150, but we added to the top of it. Yeah. Um, which made it even less safe but anyway I think Woody's dad took that picture on the back of technology awesome yeah. that's awesome man yeah. so like you know you've got a, you've got a lot of new fans What if you had to if you had to say what you wanted them to know about Corrosion what do you, what do you want folks to know about the band mm-hmm. I, I, I think they do themselves a favor by listening to more than just the Pepper stuff there's a lot of good material dating back from the 80's and the oh, yeah. Blind album and uh, and a couple of the albums we uh, Mike Woody and I did in the last couple of years it, yeah Nice. I was even listening. Cornucopia to... of yeah of tunes. Well, Reed, thank you very much, man. I appreciate flavors, the time. Flavors of metal. There you and go. Punk. There you go. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Thank you.